podcast. As always, I'm your host, Reasonable Men, Jay. New one, as always, is my co-host, Unreasonable Thing, Z. How are you doing today, Z? I'm doing quite all right. Familiar with that quote? God bless. Sometimes reasonable thing. He was willing to be reasonable until he, until they weren't. That's right. That's right. God bless that killdozer. He Listen, did it for us. He did. In a lot of ways, he did. Listen, he didn't hurt nobody. Except that one cop. But that's all right. Just a cop. Fine. He's fine. He was, he was fine. He got through it. He recovered. That's right. He went a little crazy at the end, but sure, who doesn't? Who wouldn't? Listen, you can only push a man so far. Yeah. He sent a tape to his brother that he was ordained by God to build the killdozer, but sometimes you're ordained by God to kill the killdozer. So was Noah. He built an ark. That's right. And they revere him for generations. And he also almost destroyed a Home Depot but fell into the basement with his ark. Mm-hmm. 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 In a lot of ways. No, in a very real sense. So Blue Beetle came out this week. That's right, Jack. It did. The newest DC film. Uh... Better than The Flash. I can say that with utmost certainty. You dropped sure. <laughs> It is better than The Flash, but that's, you know, an incredibly low bar. Now that The Flash I is did. one of the worst movies we've ever seen. And one of the worst performed movies, I think, in history? Yeah, in history. They pulled it from the theaters. They were giving away tickets. They couldn't They want, They want. couldn't get enough people to see this movie, it, that like, movie. Again, it's. It, it, we've, we've done that to death, but it costs so much money that it lost more money than most movies ever cost. So. Yeah. Incredible, but good thing we have George Clooney at the. They end. would have been. They would have done better off just having a big bonfire of money, <laughs> like like the Joker in the Dark Knight. Yes, like heating, like you know, heating Warner Brothers, the you know the the main building with just pure cash for a year would have saved them more money than this. Yeah, unless controversy Ezra Miller. But regardless, we're not doing the Flash. We're doing Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. The Blue is Beetle around. Beetle's blue, but he's he's just. I'm not trying to make something about blue. Blue Abadi, I would die. If I was a beetle, I would die. If I was blue, if I was green, I would die. I would beat up a guy. You get it. You do you get it? I never really do. Oh, I know the song, but I sometimes I get the lyrics wrong. I don't think they're really. I don't even know if they're words. So oh, they're kind of nonsense. That sound like I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's something saying blue. I don't know anything else though. Yeah, I always think he's saying I will beat up a guy. I could beat up a guy. Maybe. Maybe. Well, Jack, you know I didn't dislike this one. It was a film. It was just what I thought it would be, which is just kind of an okay origin movie. And that's the thing. is like, what is it with these goddamn DC movies? Why are they all just like the most generic? It's like, I, I feel like you really, I, you, you almost have to try. To be this kind of. To be this generic. And nothing. To just try nothing, I feel. That's how I feel about all these. They all are just like, we're doing another origin and we're doing it. And it's, the hero, it's the just rel- got all the tropes. and The it's hero's just, reluctant. Yeah, it's just the most basic. Yeah, that's it. That's part of it, right? It's the most basic hero's journey you've ever seen. You know, mm-hmm. What's the villain, name the villain is a, a a hero, but opposite his a, a, a fig, father figure, or his actual father. Spoilers dies. Like I just don't know how many times I can like watch a movie where it's like, oh, I got these powers, and I don't know what to, how to deal with these powers I got, and then I do, and I use them, and I'm not a killer. But then I think maybe I am going to be a killer because my loved one died in the in the in the second act and all was lost. But then I don't give into that impulse and I don't know, man. It's just I, I it's 2023. I kind of thought we were past these. Well, it's DC. They're always behind. And here's the thing: it's like I, I'm, you know, it's well it's well uh, documented on here that we're big bigger Marvel fans than DC mm-hmm. by a significant margin. And you know, I try to at least be somewhat cognizant of that. Uh, not that it's something I like go out of my way to change because I do just think that generally. Marvel makes better you know, movies. Yeah, cinematically, Marvel's done better so far. So, I don't really feel bad about like having a preference that way. But you know, at least at least slightly aware of. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't. I really don't feel like any of the Marvel movies are quite this generic. And it's like it's you know, Marvel's had their own trials and tribulations the past year or two here. Yeah, exactly. But I really do feel that like a lot of the heat that the genre gets is never really, or it's often not actually Marvel, right? It's mm. these stuff like this, which people lump in together and say, oh, these Marvel movies, right? So when they think of the most generic, like, basic ones, it's shit like this. Black Adam. Black Adam and Aquaman or whatever. It's just like, these movies are nothing, I feel, personally. I don't know. Maybe most of the Marvel movies are nothing, too, but I I just don't know. There's there's just there's just nothing to these. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, this one was just kind of... I knew I figured it wouldn't be, like, bad like The Flash. It was just kind of going to be... It would it'd be serviceable, but not a movie that I'd ever need to watch a second time. Because you, you get it. It's He does the hero thing. Yeah, The suit works w- weird and inconsistently. I don't think it follows its own rules. It just kind of random things, I think, at random times when it needs to. Uh, the 
Yeah, I think the suit's interesting in that, like, I feel like they could have done more with it. Yeah, it doesn't talk to him nearly as much. He, like, he's like, it talks to him a little bit, and then he's like, oh, it's talking to me. I know its name. That it's, I don't remember it saying its name to him. He just intuitively knew it was its name. No, I don't think we, like, hear it say that. He just knows it. It's, like, in its head. It's in his head, so. Yeah, it's stuff like that. Like, I feel like the the suit as a character, if we want to call it that, could have been fleshed out a little more. Because as is, I feel like it's just, yeah, it talks sometimes. But it's kind of hard. The, the mix of the suit voice, I feel like it's kind of hard to understand sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just like, oh, Jaime, we're not killers. Because you said that the one time. Me, who's been all about killing for the whole movie. I love killing. I decided you were correct. Okay, that's nice and all. But where'd that come from? Like, are you, are you, that, are you alive like that? Are you that sentient? You're capable of, like... Change. Growth and change. I mean, that's neat, but I didn't really get a sense of any of that. No. Okay. Um, This movie changes up some origin stuff for the, the Blue Beetles. Mm. So, uh, Ted Cord, who's normally the first Blue Beetle... Or, no. I think he's the second Blue Beetle. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, he's referenced in this and then they kind of mess with that origin and stuff and that like he's not around and he has a daughter in this version um and his like evil sister has taken over the company and stuff to make it like a weapons company yeah like a shitty kind of weapons company and then um he never actually had access to the scarab scarab itself he was just kind of building imitating it with yeah like technology which is that's kind of interesting it is weird i feel like dc even more so than marvel they they both have this to an extent but DC even more so, like, has this weird fascination with all of the goddamn DC heroes being, like, tech billionaires. What is that about? I don't know, I guess it's easy to write easy to write that. When it's just, like, they have a bunch of money, so they're cool. And they, they build the tech. They make their own gadgets. I mean, maybe I'm... I guess it's not all of them, but a lot of them. I don't know. Yeah. It's, like, Batman and... Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle and Oliver Queen. And others. Green Arrow and stuff. There's probably more. I just feel like everyone has a corporation. Lex Luthor, but he's a villain. He is a villain. Except sometimes. Except on Earth 2 or whatever. Whatever the bad Earth is. Um, okay, in terms of specifics here. Talk about the actors, characters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So our main guy. Oh, I guess I should have a guy whose name I'm not going to announce well. Uh, he's in, at least I saw him the first time in, what's it called? Cobra Kai. Really? I think he's good in that. Um... <laughs> what is that? Sholo Maridueña is what I understood from that pronunciation. Because X is just like a cho, cho sound, I think, in Spanish. Sure. <clears throat> all right, cut all that. <laughs> so it's Sholo Mar- Maridueña? That's pretty close. Closer we're going to get. Sholo, I guess, we'll call him. Um, X. Like Twitter. Yes. So like I said, he used, I know him from Suicide Squad. Or not, I didn't say that. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Uh, which is... A, Cool show. Uh, I don't know. I think he's been in. I saw. I was reading about him after this, and it's like, oh, he's been in. He's been acting since he was like eleven or whatever, which is cool. But yeah, I don't really recognize. I think those are probably his big ones, to be honest. So, mm-hmm. um, I think he he does good. Yeah, I liked him. I thought he was a compelling lead. He has some good stuff going on. Uh, like there's a big thing about family in this. Obviously, he's a very tight knit immigrant family who yeah. are poor, but they stick together. I mean, even then, though, a lot of that's kind of tropey, right? Yeah. Which is fine. We but don't like, we have each other. Even down to like the dialogue. I, I don't know, like I said, I, maybe I'm just unfair, but like something about the way wouldn't, even just the dialogue when we're talking, I'm like, this feels more generic than like, I just feel like the Marvel stuff just has a level of polish and maybe that's just, again, me like wanting, seeing what I want to see kind of thing, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I just don't know. I just, I just have that feeling, you know? Yeah, I get that. It just kind of looks and feels, I mean, for sure, the evil ant in this movie I saw a, letter, a ruined letterbox and it sums it up the best is that uh, her performance is, uh, gives the feeling of a table read where she's just reading the lines off the paper. Yeah, that that was a big, yeah, the very first scene in the movie is her getting off a thing and, and it's just like the most generic like, I'm the villain here. Have you been on my thing? I want, I want this done right away. I found it in this big orb? I've been looking for this for 15 years, don't you know? And he should be like, yeah, I did know that. Like, it's just, again, it's just the most basic fucking expository I- bullshit that Everyone hates. It's like it starts the classic way that every one of these movies does when it's kind of like generic, where a helicopter flies in across like a dark landscape into a light base on some remote location, and they do all the dialogue, like you said. It's like, yep, and here it is. Calls so, a guy, calls a scientist by his wrong name to emphasize that she doesn't care about him. Yeah, and she's racist, I guess. Um, that's Susan Sarandon, though. She, I mean, she's fine, though. Otherwise, I guess. I mean, 
I guess like you said, I don't know. I just didn't feel very strongly. But maybe she is a little wooden in this. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, there's the secondary kind of antagonist. What is his name? The, the He's yeah. a muscle pretty much. He's like a loot. I don't remember his name, but he's like missing his limbs. And he's the one who uses like her version of the scarab that she wants to Carapax. make. Carapax. Carapax. Weird name. That's implied to be just his name, right? Yeah. I feel like it's some kind of. I feel like it's some kind of bug reference. It's got to be some kind of... Well, yeah, he's got to be just a guy from the comics. Yeah. They've repurposed for this. Yes, the OMAX stuff, which is interesting because, like, that's a very much established thing from the comics, although it's not really being used in this. Cause, so OMAX in the comics, right, are related to, like, Brother Eye. Mm-hmm. And, like, does that tie into, like, the Tower of Babel and stuff? Because Brother Eye is, like, satellite, um, you know, surveillance stuff that they have that Batman yeah. and Maxwell Lord are involved in. I don't remember if that ties into the, like... The, the Justice League um, contingency plans that he has and stuff. I don't remember. But regardless, like the OMAX are usually get used more than just a suit that a guy goes in. I also think they're supposed to be just complete robots, are they? I could be wrong, though. Regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, the OMAX are a thing. Again, they're not usually, I don't think, core industries. I think it's yeah. like other factors and stuff, but mm-hmm. that's fine. I do think the designs for the suits were pretty cool for both of the OMAX suits. Yeah, they look kind of interesting. I liked it. Cool wings and stuff. A lot of body horror in this with the... Yeah, it actually was a fair bit for for both of them, right? Yeah, with their transformations because it's like... Because the whole point is that it takes over... It like connects to every cell in their body so they can transform and stuff. So there's like... Well, obviously when he first gets it, it like tears apart his body, kind of recreates it and like takes over it um, to make the Blue Beetle suit to start. And then flies around as a whole bit scene. Um, he destroys a bus and he's freaking out. Uh, so that's fun. They say it's a planet killer at one point. The, the scarab. It's yeah. a planet killing weapon. Do you ever get that sense? The only sense I get of that is in the opening crawl when they watch a scarab fly through a planet and it explodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but well, that's it. Because it doesn't feel like it really can. It destroys an island. There's a pulse a little bit. I mean, it doesn't destroy the island. Yeah, well, exactly. It destroys the. It's just the biggest one on the top. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think don't see so. how that would kill a whole planet. Maybe it will, like, maybe it can absorb power and energy or something. For a blue beetle movie, we don't get a bunch about the beetle, the beetle's origin, or like what what the idea behind that all is. Why, what's, what what power source did they use? Mm-hmm. There's a point where he just kind of yells and gets a power up, like he's a super saiyan or something, which I thought was very dumb because that's not how that works. At least how I understand it. Right. How the movies presented it. Uh, he also does it at a at a weird time, like. He doesn't do it when his dad is dying in front of him and his family's being attacked and his house is burning down, but he does do it when his uncle seems to be killed kind of off in the distance, maybe he can't really see. Mm-hmm. But that's when he's like, that's it. I've had quite enough of you, mister. Um, Speaking of the dad dying or whatever, so there's a couple of genuine moments of like, or well, they, at least they're, they're going for some, some genuine emotion, right? Mm-hmm. Like when he dies and then later on he sees him in like the... Spirit realm or whatever. Yeah, the Black Panther style spirit realm. I don't know what that's about. I, He's d- who knows. He has to go in there, like inside, like internally during the when they're trying to get the. They're basically it's like from turtles. They're like milking him they're, for they're his power. <laughs> really milking. And him. so he has to like go inside his mind and see his dad. And his dad's like, "This is what I was for. This is. I've it's se- okay that I died, son, because I had to die so I could be here." And I'm just like, "What? What do you? The implications of this are because he are says numerous. like, "Oh, I know it now. I got told." So that means like God was like, "Fellows was the yeah, whole is point." It, but is it God though? Like that's what I mean. That the implications or the potential implications for this are. Are, are numerous and far-reaching. Way far I did think it was... I think, I like the... Um, like, is that what he's saying? Is that yeah, what he went, I, Jack? He, 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 in his own mind, somehow went to some kind of Christian... Or was that purgatory, maybe, where his dad was hanging out in the mean... Is that a place you can just go? I think it's purgatory. Is it a scarab thing, or is it like this is just... We're, we're Catholic, you know? Well, I th- well there, the fuck's that about? It might be Catholic. But in the DC Universe, there's a bunch of, like, afterlife stuff. Yes, well, we've talked about this. This is an inherent aspect of, of comic stuff, inter- intertwined comic universes. But I don't have to like it. No, that's fair. Uh, I thought it was, especially fun. when it's you know zero explanation <laughs> is given, right? Oh, like yeah. at all to just, just be like, randomly. Hey, here you go. Christian Je- Jesus was like, "What's up, I, man?" I talked to my dad in my head. I did like the thing where you're sitting there. There's all that. There's that big field of candles behind him. I thought that yeah, looked cool. Looked cool. I was like, "Oh, that's a nice. That's interesting." It's like fucking oh. you know the rise of Skywalker when it's like. I talked to my dead dad and I'm good now. Was that real? Was that anything? Or was that just... Harrison Ford, are you a Fosh ghost? I don't know what the fuck that is. He, well, he's not. He shouldn't be. Best we can tell, Ben Solo just had like a fucking t- chat with himself and was like, I guess I'm cool. It's like that. I don't... I don't. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but I'm just like, yeah. where is he right now? Then the scare, then he like connects with the scarab, and he's because it does like face. the black. He's doing the Black Panther thing, right? Yeah. Where's that? Except top- in Black Panther, it's like there's at least again, not that it necessarily makes a ton of sense that oh, in the Marvel universe, there's just an actual like um, afterlife, afterlife for Wakandans at least that exists that you can access while living. Like that's that's pretty again. The implications for that are staggering, yeah. but at least. An explanation is given, right? Of you take the thing and you can go into the thing. Mm-hmm. Fine, right? This is just nothing. I don't know. Again, I don't know what I'm meant to take from that. But, I mean, he gets his lesson. But like you said, then he kind of loses it again because um, George Lopez almost dies. George Lopez carries the movie comedy-wise. I think his character is fun. He is pretty fun. Uh, he's like a crazy conspiracy theorist uncle thing who doesn't really have... He's like a car he likes and he builds tech. I feel like they don't kind of... They don't pay that off very well. Uh, I feel like they're very clearly building up to him being like, look, I built this like tech with my shitty garage and no money that I can scramble the super cool cord tech and we need money and jobs. Movie ends. No one is like, you, Louis, whatever his name is, George Lopez, you get a job at this at my What's corporation. What's the R? Are she they? literally does that. What are you talking about? She gives about? him a new truck, I thought. That's the only thing she does. I don't think she gives them, like, offers him a job at all throughout the movie. You sure? I think she just gives him a new blue truck and that's like, you got it. I got you a new tailgate and I got you this truck. I'm pot because I was like waiting for her to do that. Well, then maybe maybe I just assumed because it right because that makes sense. That'd be a so payoff. <laughs> we sure okay. I'll I'll research here for me. But yeah, um, I mean it is like a it's like you know it's like any fucking comic thing again, right? Um, where it's just like they just exist in a in a hyper reality when it comes to tech, right? Because it's like yeah, if your uncle could do that, then he's a I mean he's a genius, right? He's like a yeah, he's a fucking yeah, genius that he would already have been like found probably. I always just think that. Like when like the like Carapax here has like a robot arm and I'm just like that robot arm is insane, right? Mm-hmm. Comic book movies and and stuff treat robot arms like they're If you watched enough of these movies, you would just think we have robot arms cuz it's like not even treated as like a fantastical aspect of the world, It's just right? like a thing you have. It's not like, well, we found this alien tech. It's just like no. No, we just give people robot arms. And legs. Thing. And it's like, no, you, we don't have those yet. Not really. Yeah. Not can, like that. We can kind of do legs, but that's because we can get the bend, right? We can't do, like, dexterous fingers. Yeah. It's not like we're going to do loose scalper stuff where you pokes the wires and his hand clicks and clacks. So, yeah. The, he, he makes a device that can, like, remotely jam the security of an entire building. Like, and the, yeah, that would be really that, impressive. Like, cartoon that that one guy likes, who's from Eric on- who's from the Eric Andre show. The mm-hmm. guy who's laughing at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's Hannibal's replacement in season five and six. Hannibal, I think. Something like that. Uh, what do you think of, uh, is it Jess? The, Jess Cord? I think she's fine, I guess. She's just, she's just the gen- again, another generic thing, just like, I'm rich. Jenny Cords. And I'm lonely because I got so much money, but it, it's my family's broken and it's gone. My mom's dead. I did kind of like the joke of uh, the recurring bit, which was like, it's funny because she's rich woman and you're like a poor Mexican guy and it's like the inverse of a, of a classic kind of trope. That, that was funny, I guess. Sorry. Uh, I thought uh, he's like, Jaime has a couple of dumb moments, which is like, it's the last painting my mom ever did. And she's like, oh, why did she, why'd she stop painting? He's like, she's dead, Jaime. He goes, oh. I was like, come on, man. You could have figured that one out, couldn't you? There's an, ab- there's an empty building and she's lonely. And she's like, yep, last my mom did. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's also a weird part with the suit. Where um, he has he like tells it to change into certain forms like after they've already synced, but he never does that at any other point in the movie. And it comes after a scene where he fights them all in that hallway and and just changes his hands into whatever weapon on the fly, which I thought was supposed to signify that they're in sync now and he wouldn't have to say out loud what he wanted. But what do I know? I'm just watching the movie. <laughs> well, I I guess they need to tell us what he wants. They didn't do it. I, I, I guess that's what I, I, I guess so because they're flying around, so it's maybe it's hard to see as much. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, probably should have just killed that guy when you had the chance. When the scarab told you to, he would have saved himself a little heartache, I guess. Yeah. Um, but you know that guy didn't need to die. Yeah, he was it just like him. Yeah. That was a cool scene. That got pretty real for a second, actually. It did. Yeah. We're just seeing this guy's like, yeah, his whole his whole like, life story flashback where he was like a. You know, child soldier and shit. I was like, that got that got pretty hardcore for a minute there. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was kind of interesting. I don't understand fully the implication that, um, like, yeah, the evil aunt like recruited him as a child because I'm like, how old is the aunt supposed to be? I mean, Susan Sarandon's very old. Well, I didn't mean that to be like rude, but she is like <laughs> that old hag. She's gonna die soon. Um, 
I just I feel like the movie itself didn't really give that sense. And it's, it's like, how did she? She went and recruited like children from wherever like decades ago, and she's just been keeping them around, and no one ever like said anything. She's seventy six, so you know she could have been. But it's still it's weird in the sense of like in universe she was just like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this orphan boy and bring him back. He's gonna be my <laughs> my guy for decades to come. And no yeah. one was like, what's what? Why would you do any of that? Like, cause that's p- supposedly when the company was still good, right? Yeah. No one's gonna be like, "Where'd you? What did you do? <laughs> Where'd you get this orphan boy? You just you, went and retrieved this orphan child soldier. What's that about? You can't just be having those in America. We're pretty clear about that. So, um, uh, what else? How about how about the sister? She's she's fine. She's so, funny enough, or whatever. I guess. Yeah. Grandma's funny enough. She's like yeah, a, sure. A revolutionary. I guess so. With a big minigun. She said they talked about how she can hold it, but I was like, would they be using? minigun turrets like well, that? Well, of course. Well, of course not. Yeah. Yeah, they do have like, oh, I know how to use this because of the past when I ran around with <laughs> like mini laser guns or whatever. Laser miniguns. Like, yeah. yeah, no, those don't. Not really a real world equivalent of that. No, it's kind of just like use. a movie thing where they just hold it. Um, it's cool looking, but. Uh, uh, yeah. Don't ask, don't ask the Reyes grandma what she was doing. <laughs> 19... 1940s or 50s or whatever. Quite I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, you know, which side was she on, Jack? She didn't like imperialists, so I think she... That's good. Yeah, that's a generally a positive stance to take. Yeah. I guess. But, you know, they got up to some suspect behaviors some themselves, hijinks. you know. Fucking what's his name there? Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite guy, Che Guevara. Like, he was a sketchy kind of dude he was in judge, some ways. He was judge, jury, and executioner, as they say. That's not always a good thing, necessarily. No, never usually. Uh, at the end, they do a thing where, like, the community comes together and, like, helps them rebuild. I like that. I liked that. I thought it was fine, but I feel like they could have, like, built it up a little bit more. I don't know. I feel like, like I get what they're going for that, like they have community because they're all connected. And the, but I feel like they don't. I feel like there could have been more of that to have that payout. like throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because to be you, like no, you're right. Because you, I feel like we don't really see them interacting with, with the their community. neighbors much, one way or the other, mm-hmm. until it just happens. And then it's like, oh, we all loved you guys. And it's like, oh, you did. Yeah, you can stop us when these armed cops are at our house. Yeah, there was a couple shots of like the random neighbors being like, "What the fuck's going down over there?" But again, no one was like up in arms about it necessarily. And I don't know if you would be because you know. How you well, look- yeah, I mean, you just you just mind your own business is really the answer there. Yeah. So, do you do you stick for the post credit scenes? I did stick for both. Second one was useless. First one was the mm-hmm. only one that mattered at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see his. A blue beetle dome full of blue light. Too much blue light. Yeah, it was really like... I feel like you wouldn't... Yeah, you couldn't really see stuff normally. You'd go it's blind. Too, way too blue. Way too blue. I mean, I get it that you're the blue beetle, but come on, man. Enough's enough. Yeah, I had that thought. I'm like, all right, the, the thematic lighting in here is stupid. It's hurting my eyes. Uh, this is wildly impractical. And his like, computer's turned on. He's like, hey, turn on my computer. Tell my daughter to come get me or something. I'm alive still. I'm not actually dead. Which I don't feel like you have to say that you're alive on a video that you're recording because um, it's your voice. Did you think that was a recording? Or I, th- I thought that was like live. Well, I'm saying that I'm, that's what I mean. Like, if it's you talking, you'd be like, tell my daughter I'm alive. Just be like, hey, just find my daughter. Tell her it's me. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's implied, but I mean, it's... Or could have been recording. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that, uh, like, for a second, I thought Booster Gold was going to show up or something. I'm like, that's what is I he going to show up in some that's capacity? But I'm sure he... Oh, I mean, yeah. What's Ted Cord going to do? I mean, probably nothing because. New universe and all. I was going to say, is, he, is this new universe or is it not? I think the way it's been explained is that the way James Gunn said it, I think, is that this is not technically the first movie in the new universe, but Blue Beetle's the first character in the new universe in the sense that they will use him again and I will assume they'll use the same cast and everything. Mm-hmm. But this movie obviously was not made with their universe in mind. Oversight. So. Right. Cool. I mean, it was, it was made with what's his name's oversight, but he's a doofus, so. Which, oh, his face. Zack Snyder? No, the other one. The the one who's with, um, who's like co-head with James Gunn. James Gunn there. Oh, I don't know his name. Peter Safran or whatever? That sounds right. I don't know about Peter Safran to, to dispute it. Uh, yeah, this, uh, yeah, produced by DC Studios and the Safran Company. So I guess he had a hand in it, but I don't know. I don't know if he is a doofus either. I just said that. He's just not as public facing. James, James Gunn. Gunn. He won't get in argues with you on Twitter, so. Right for the best, though. And everybody oh. arguing with everybody on Twitter. Probably James Gunn probably is on Twitter too much. We all are, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good thing Twitter's going away now. That's right. I took away the blocked features. You see, I was going to. The what? You can't block people anymore. He's he said he's going to take away the blocked feature except for DMs. Interesting. Um, so that'll be fun to see if he actually does that. Uh, I hate when they do it with 
like very end credit scenes when there's just like a wasted time one where it's just like here's a clip of a thing I don't know. It's like or a trailer. Kind of wasted time, so I can't really fault anyone for doing that. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't mind when they do a silly one. You don't like Amen the Wasp when the Wasp was playing rock band? Or the Wasp, the band was playing. was playing rock band. Stuff like that, what that bothers you? I I don't know. I guess it depends. No one made you sit there, doofus. Well, I mean, kind of. That's how they got their start, you know? I guess it's true. It's like the classic original one is like the Ferris Bueller one where it's like, what are you doing? Still sitting here in the theater. Dip, 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 shit, dickhead. I don't know where it's going with that. <laughs> dickhead, go home. The movie's over. But Ferris Bueller's no. cool. I want to be, he's just like me for real, though. I'd be just like him. Skipping school? And driving a Ferrari. I mean, you were in high school and you didn't do any of those things, so. I could have. The ship has sailed to have been Ferris well, Bueller. I didn't live in Chicago, so I was really doomed from the start. If I lived in Chicago, though, totally different story. I would have been rich my wife. You would have been just like him for real. Exactly. Okay. I would have missed nine days of school and been in danger of not graduating. <laughs> and had, and had, had Funny. like. Funny. Were schools like that? Was that, because that's, that comes up a lot in like old movies and stuff. And I hear older people talk about that. of like, yeah, you only could miss. And I'm like, wait, what? Because I had kids, I knew people who absolutely. Never came. Just missed seemingly dozens of year, days throughout the school year. Was that like before No Kids Left Behind or whatever? It might really, have been. Really like sent, eased up on that stuff? They sent that truancy officer out to get you. Weird. Um, A wild time. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just I just can't muster too much. I mean, it's cool to, you know. Representation and all that. Yep, that's what I was going to say. So that's good. Um, It's cool that one of the first guys out the gate here is, is that. Is like a Latino superhero for, for the new DC universe. So that, that's cool. And mm-hmm. um, well, listen, I, I like the idea of Blue Beetle conceptually. Mm-hmm. I like in stuff when he's like he's one of those. He's kind of like a Miss Marvel character sometimes. Yeah, and that he's like aware of and fans of all the, all the other heroes. superheroes, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Didn't really get that sense too much in, in this one. This one, other than when Rudy calls Batman a fascist, and he brings up the Flash. He like and Superman he likes those guys. Does he? yeah. He does mention, like, oh, like, Superman Latropolis and Flash Central City. Those guys are cool and sick. We like them. So, uh, I guess he's aware of them. But, I mean, he's the idea is also that he's just young as part of it, which he still is, I guess. He's gonna be a, he wants to be a lawyer, it seems. Yeah, maybe. Although, is it like, oh, we don't have to do that anymore because I'm a superhero. And, I, and my girlfriend's rich, so. Sick. Like, what a wonderful time this is. I don't need to go to law school. Fuck that. Um, get a high-paying job at her company because of nepotism. Well, I'll just fly around forever and just do what I want because I'm Blue Beetle. Woo! Woo! Uh, this is supposed to be a trilogy or was going to be a really? trilogy? That's what I've heard. Something about... I don't know if it if it's it was going to be or it is still going to be a trilogy. Um, if it is, I wonder if they'll do like the Young Justice thing where they bring in the, Marsh, the Scarab hosts from other planets like Mars and stuff because the Scarabs and Young Justice are all evil and planet conquerors, except for obviously Blue Beetle's one who gets like damaged or something or like changed by uh, Jaime. Uh, so that's. that's Had you watched Young Justice? Yeah, when it was when it like came out years ago. I didn't see the final season when they took that long hiatus, but I watched like the fi- they did like three or four more. It wasn't just like a final thing. It was like oh. they brought it back. I watched like the original three, I think, when they were coming out. And did you I, know? I like never watched the rest of them because it was like a hiatus. I know. So I don't know how it ends, but uh, I know the beginning parts. <laughs> I don't even know if it's done yet. It's not done. I thought it was done. I don't. Know. I'm just. Uh, I'm just saying that. It wasn't like a let's finish it. It was like let's revive it entirely. So. Oh well, then I misunderstood that because I thought it was a let's finish this. We didn't get a chance to finish it, kind of thing. Like, I mean, it 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 was like a Clone Wars season seven situation. So it was four seasons, and then they technically the. Oh wait, no, never mind. Maybe I was wrong. Oh no, maybe it was okay. So the first two seasons. Then three and four, so I guess it is done. Okay. Oh, so I, then I must have only watched one and two. If there's a break between two and three, like that. So I was being a little dry, but it was just it was just June of last year that it finished up. So oh damn! It was like pretty recent. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, like I said, I don't know, man. I, I I don't really hate it. It's just I, they just it feels so generic. It's hard to care because this universe doesn't mean anything. What's that the- two? What's the what was the plotline of this universe? What was the story they were telling with any of these movies? Was there uh, there wasn't one? There was just a bunch of random ass movies that kind of connected sometimes. It's just like they're I don't know they're lacking some kind of polish or something where it's like I feel like just a it's just another run through on some of these scripts and stuff could just tighten it up a little and because as is it's just yeah it's just like okay it's just the most generic kind of stuff 
situations and characters and plots that you would expect in a movie like this. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Other than that, though, I admit it is fine. I said in my letter, my letterboxed review, I said it's the second or third best arachnoid-based, insect-based, or insectoid-based uh, superhero superhero film of the year, and I, and I would stand by that. Oh yeah. You know, whether it's second or third is going to depend ultimately on your personal kind of... How long has it been since you've seen Ant-Man 3 and how much you've maybe hated it now? I still probably like Ant-Man 3 more than this, but... Probably, but I've I went... just find it more interesting. Just did some... Just visually. Yeah, it took more, like, risks. Mm. Just for the Broccoli Man alone. And then obviously, you know, cross the Spider-Verse. Despite our, despite our uh, unfortunate theater compa- companions during that watching. It's true. I went to see it two more times after that, though, so I got oh. got my fill. Well, I only saw it the in once. In normal, untainted theater conditions. Excellent. Uh, my What is mine? My little question view was, um, well, it's, it's a good thing that um, Latinos being harassed by rich, powerful white people only happens in the movies. It would be real depressing if it happened in real life. So a good thing it's never happened ever, especially in this country. We can all rest easy. Well, I guess it would only happen in this country. Well, maybe Canada, too. Sure. I mean, really, well. I guess it could happen anywhere, but I guess more yeah, often I than not. I think rich people are shitty to poor people everywhere. So That's very true. Classism and all that. Mm-hmm. Not to take away from that, but I think that's mostly what it comes down to. Oh, yeah. Class always supersedes race. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, so I guess we're really excited for Aquaman 2 because that's the last movie in the new old DC timeline or whatever we're doing, I think. That's got to be, right? I think so. It's the last one I know of. It's not like the creature, gods and monsters, Superman, Batman, Supergirl kind of thing. No, Woman to Woman 3, so. They really are, what are they doing? Just trying their best, I think. It's so weird. I Do you think the end of The Flash was meant to be? The reset? Yeah. I, I don't know. Because you need somehow to explain why some of them are the same and some of them are different mm-hmm. and stuff. Or do you? I mean, maybe you don't. But again, it's not even like recast different. It's like we're doing the origin again different. Like, yeah. So why is like Margot Robbie still here, but and John Cena, but not? We had to do a new, a new origin for Superman. I don't know, man. Yeah, I guess they'll figure it out, or maybe not. Maybe I mean, not. he loved the Flash, so maybe James Gunn isn't as like on the pulse as as maybe we had hoped. So well, he's got to the company line a little bit. Can't have the new CEO being like, "This movie is actually garbage." You're right, but he <sighs> he was very ecstatic. In he was that video. very yeah. He was very enthusiastic about it. He's the best. We we revived all these people. And made this Nicolas Cage camera that means nothing to anyone. Best movie ever. We've committed digital necromancy here. Do you like this? Do you or? like this? What about this ghoulish footage of Christopher Reeve and the guy who killed himself because Superman ruined his life? Could interest you in that at all? Woo! Woo! All right. All right. So we're going to take out of that. Our glowing review of Blue Beetle into Justified? Sure. Justified City Prime Evil. Episode, episode six? Episode six. I don't remember the episode title. Me neither. I think it's Adios or something. Oh, that sounds right, actually. Oh, shit. Finally got an episode title right. That might just be it, brother. Let's go. We're so back. <laughs> this was actually a pretty eventful episode, I would say. Yeah, got, we got a lot of moving forward. It wasn't just a one where Rylan's like, now, what in tarnation am I going to do about this? What in tarnation? Now, I reckon I'm being played for a fool out uh, of fiddling, and he just says a bunch of weird... No, it, no, it's not Kokomo. Let's go. It was Adios. Um, so this opens with what's-his-name. So we it open with that, right? Oh, with the... Uh, David Cross? Yeah, yeah. The bulldozer. Guy from freaking Alpin and the Chipmunks. And Arrest Development. Mm-hmm. What else is he doing? Nothing else, I think. <laughs> and he's like, I need to get my painting back. So he's got some kind of fixer, uh, you know, slightly nefarious friend who he goes to to be like, all right, go get my painting back, right? So we got that. Uh, we know at the end of the last episode that the uh, lawyer lady was like, let me get that book. Let me see what's going on. So they basically... Oh, that's not even, uh, isn't, the episode starts with them, not even right, David Cross. She comes to, to him with this information that she's looked at the book and has some stuff to help. So they concoct a plan here. To uh, blackmail one of the people in the book. Who's the DA. Into... Setting up uh, a... Setting up a... So they can set up a sting, yeah. So they can get him. Uh, and so the DA doesn't, isn't none too happy about being blackmailed with this information. They're like, ah, tough shit, buddy. Well, then we'll ruin your career so fast with this. Just think about blackmail. Ruins it. We'll get you with it. <laughs> yeah. You can do what we want or not. Either way, we kind of win. Um, so they try to do that. Um, Mans- in the beginning of the episode here, Mansell does a deal and it goes wrong. Yeah, they do another one where it goes poorly, again, because of his 
insanity. Yeah, he's just a lunatic. He's just a crazy person who likes hurting people. So mm. the guy has 12 instead of 15. And he's like, well, I guess I'll crash into his car and basically scare this man off of a roof. the roof. So it doesn't go great. And Sweetie is uh, naturally a bit perturbed by this. Yeah. A bit on even because he just wants to get rid of Mansell. That's his whole plan here is to get him going and kind of feed information out to get him caught. Um, so he gets in contact with the lawyer, I think. No, she's, she says that and he goes back to the station basically and sets it up with all the cops. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, um, Lenny there, was a picture guy's like coming around trying to, trying to find Mansell himself. So then it just, the episode converges with both of these plots going through at the same time. Sweetie decides he can take advantage of this and say, all right, if you go to this meeting that we've I've just set up here, then you can get the money from him and take him out for me, and that solves my problem. Then meanwhile, the cops are like, well, this is actually, the whole thing is a sting, so we should get him, and that'll solve our problem, and mm-hmm. it all comes to a head. Except when Manziel shows up. He doesn't have anything on him. He doesn't bring anything, because he somehow knows. Somehow knows. Someone's, yeah, he somehow knows exactly, and so he gets set free. And Raylan remarks on this that he's never seen someone be so lucky in all his life. He's like, this guy always gets away, like, perfectly free, like, without even a problem, and he always knows that he's going to. Like, he never, ever seems to doubt that he will win in the end. Mm-hmm. So Raylan feels like there's something more at play. Like, somebody is helping him. It's an unknown force that's giving him information that he can use to his advantage. Perhaps. Um, so we shall see. So threatens of a gunfight with Raylan, which I imagine is how this... Thing we about last week. That's yeah. probably how it'll end, right? Oh, yeah. They'll draw down on each other and have a, have a, have a duel. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, why even bring Raylan in? Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's gonna, he almost gets him with a switchblade, Lenny, but then he backs off when the cops show up, Yeah, when the cops show up, he's like, well. I always thought he was gonna go for it. Just try to get him anyway with the, in the in the fray. I mean. But I don't think, I, I think you wouldn't stick around too long if you were just stabbing guys in broad daylight in front of the cops. Right in front of the police, yeah. No less. That would be kind of tough. Um, but then it ends here with Menzel's put two and two together here, and he comes back and basically kills Lenny and then Sweetie. Sweetie. Not before playing his cover of Seven Nation Army, <laughs> which of course sounds horrible. I, mean, I didn't think it sounded that terrible. Well, it didn't sound great. I don't think it's, I, it's no Jack White. I guess not. It sounded uh, at first. I didn't even. I don't know. It sounded like Seven Nation Army to me. It wasn't like distracting me bad. He gets close enough, yeah. I guess. But I did like how like this is. It's one of the things with like crazy villains where they like have one thing they really care about. Yeah. And he's like, what, what do you think of my, my sting? And he's like, I don't care. He really is just crazy. Yeah. On some parts, it's it seems like he is motivated by like money. And that is part of it. But also, he's just a lunatic. I mean, we we know that from the first episode, right? Like mm-hmm. the, th- the thing that set this all in motion wasn't a scheme or a job or anything for any money or, or any real gain. It was just a road rage incident yeah, ultimately, really right? Yeah, he really wanted to get him. He's like... um. What's his name from No Country for Old Men? Yeah. That guy. Andre? No. I was sure, yeah. I, I want to say Kaiser Soze, but I know that's not his name. That's the wrong guy. That's usually suspects. suspects. I mean, it's Javier Bardem's character, so you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anton Sugar? Yes, I think it is Anton. I'll just check real quick. You have to, you have to call it. I can't call it for you. Head to tails. He's not motivated by things for money. Yeah, Anton Krieger. Great movie. You have to call it. I can't call it for you. It's not fair. What's your emotional loss in a coin toss? Well, I don't know what I'm playing for. You're playing for everything. <laughs> Your life. Uh, it's a great fucking movie. That's a, it's a great movie. But I'm he gets reading, away at the end. I'm reading um Blood Meridian right now. Which I was going to say, I, I was going to bring up Blood Meridian just now. I was just thinking about that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How's that? Well, because I was like, that's similar. If, I thought they were going to say reading the book. I was like, oh, it's kind of, have you heard of Blood Meridian? Because that's in a similar vein. Blood Meridian is like way crazier, I've heard. Uh-huh. It's like the one of the worst books ever. I didn't know that. I just, um when he... uh. Cormac McCarthy died a couple months ago, I think, right? I think it was this year. Maybe it was late last year. Mm-hmm. He died recently, and uh, I guess I didn't... I, I knew he wrote The Road, which I've read, and I knew he wrote No Country for Old Men, which I've seen but not read, and I was just seeing a bunch of the other ones he read, and someone was like, oh, Blood Meridian, and I was like, okay. I'll, and I just, sight unseen, got it, and I just started listening to it this week, and I was like, oh, yes. Apparently, it's pretty horrific. Oh, yeah. From what I, I read. You know firsthand. Can I assure you? Yeah. Uh... But anyways, yeah, to the show. So he's uh, he's just going crazy. Yeah, he's, he's killed him now, which is kind of, I guess, kind of thought that was going to happen. Yeah, I figured sooner or later. Especially with two more episodes to, to go here. I didn't think Sweetie was really going to get off. Would you listen, to be honest? I mean, I don't know how much he really deserved to, to be honest. 
because a lot of his thing doesn't really come from like a lot of his actions came from a place of like well whatever's easiest for me kind of thing yeah yeah whatever I can get out of he just wants to get out of this unscathed like if he was really purely motivated to try to stop him then I feel like we could have wrapped this up yeah what I mean and part of it in the first place right is like the reason that he's able to go free is his unwillingness to um what's it called like you know testify yeah, I guess because like he can't, he doesn't want to get himself in. Like that's that's what it all comes down to is that she's representing Manzel because to to keep Sweetie out of jail. Mm-hmm. So obviously, if he was like truly altruistic or whatever, he would just go bite that jail. bullet himself and you know go to jail for the many crimes he did also commit. <laughs> yeah. So listen, you know, and he's kind of trying to play both sides against the middle here all season, right? Because it's like, well, I'm gonna work with him and get, money get all this him. money when we can, but then I do still want to get him, and it's like. You know, can't do, can't can't get too close to a man like that. Exactly. Um, if you're trying to get him, it you know you might just get got. And he does. Like you're you're playing with fire there, being like, well, I'm gonna try to, I'll just double cross him though. That'll go well. This maniac yeah. will kill anyone on a whim. Uh, Sandy tries to sell that painting or gets with that just so she can go to Aruba. Yeah, because that's her, that's her big character goal is to go to the Caribbean. All she's got apparently. Like, listen, that's not gonna. I feel like that's not gonna bring her the. The joy that she's looking for, right? No, I feel like getting away from that maniac is really going to help her out. Because what? You guys go on one vacation to Aruba and then you come back and now what do you have? No money? Or they never come back, I guess is the idea? But to make money how? I don't know. To keep doing marks forever? I don't think 30 grand or whatever is enough to relocate to Aruba, but I could be wrong. As far as I know about Aruba's economy. As far as I know. Unless our money is worth staggeringly more (laughs) than their money. I don't think you can retire off at 20 grand, so... Not anymore, you can't. Uh, but, yeah. Overall, good, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Going to the finale here. Take us to the end of the month. Didn't we say there's one more? Yeah. Yeah, two more. Smoking Gun and The Question. Well, so you said the finale. I was like, I don't think it's the finale. You don't think it's the finale? Well, yeah, the... Well, you said going into the... Fin- we're going into the penultimate. Oh, penultimate. I meant the finale would be the end of the month. Right, okay, whatever. But, yeah, fun stuff. I hope he works out with his daughter, you know? I hope so, too. She doesn't want to text him, so who knows? Womp, womp, womp. Womp. Listen, this is another one, though, where I got to say, I feel like if we're all just going to be honest about it, I don't think what he did was unreasonable. No. In the slightest. Mm-mm. Not at all. My aunt was watching the show with me. I was like watching a couple of the episodes, and the scene where his daughter left is when he's like making his daughter go away, and she was like, she's being kind of a bitch right now. I don't know why she's acting like this. It's very clear why he wants to send her away. He's very clear and like about his reasons. The fucking literal murderous criminal showed up and found you directly threatened you like that's come on also what do you need also she was bored out of her mind like what do you listen it's it's unfortunate and it's like the classic like you know dad who works too much kind of trope and i get that sense but be mad at him for working too much or whatever don't be mad at him because like he got you out of harm's way yeah he's sending you away like he didn't choose to be here kind of thing like Keeping you here for longer isn't going to be fun for anyone, so let's just root the bane enough. Yeah, so I get it's like, oh, you ruined the road trip thing, and that's fair, but come on. Uh, but yeah, do cover cover the last couple as they come here, huh? Yeah. All right, so we can probably attack out of that. And he's justified, Jack. He just, yeah, I mean, he drew on him, but he was justified. He was justified. Because he's like, a, oh, you think you know what you, you think you're tough? And he's like, I shot lots of people in my day or whatever. And the thing is, he doesn't, he doesn't shoot you unless you're justified. I mean, yeah. that's their whole difference. Oh, because there's that scene earlier, too, where... um. They're, like, criticizing the DA for, for getting off, dirt, like, cops for shooting people for no good reason. And Raylan's like, I can't abide that because I'm justified. It's like I said last week, right? Like, a little bit yes, of a little bit of copaganda or whatever. But um, he's like, I'm one of the good ones. <laughs> I promise. I'm a marshal. I promise. Cool. I explicitly have never shot a minor minority person for not having a gun. <laughs> Just for that very reason. Because I'm cool. And I'm justified. I'm, I'm the name of the show. But, yeah, so we'll move on from that into some two trailers a couple of trailers i wanted to talk about so uh the first one the the older of the two is actually for uh the uh, what is it continental right no it's, no that's not the older of the two. Oh, the Poirot thing yeah what do you what is that the older one it came out weeks ago oh, i didn't know that yeah um it i don't know is it a haunting of venice i think a haunting in venice a haunting in venice the haunting of venice some shit like that previous movie Previous searches. There's no time, Jack. There's simply no time. Yeah, it's a haunting in Venice, um, which is the newest, uh, the new Poirot. Kenneth Branagh Poirot movie, which is fun. Yeah, we covered Death in the Nile. Yeah, we did, and I've it's not already seen Orient Express, but maybe we'll squeeze it in before 
for this next one here. Yeah. I like these movies, man. I mean, we talked about Death on the Nile, so you can go find that if you're so inclined. I thought it was good. I know a lot of people are like, oh, these movies are dumb, and Gal Gadot's terrible at acting or whatever, which, well, that may be, but spoiler, you don't have to put up with too much of her. <laughs> Listen, I like these movies, man. I don't know. I mean, it's Kenneth Branagh. Like, he's j- you say whatever the hell else you want, but, like, let's not pretend like Kenneth Branagh doesn't know what he's doing to an extent, right? Yeah, he's a good actor, man. And he's directing these. He's a very good director, too. Like, th- he's putting more Style. work into them than you might expect, is mm. all I'm saying. Right? Yeah. They aren't, like, the... I feel like people get the impression they're like, oh, these are just kind of generic, like, cash grab. Like, look, it's just a franchise kind of thing. And that all may be true to a greater or lesser extent, but again... It is Kenneth Branagh. Like, he's actually doing something here. And he clearly enjoys these. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I was telling you about a, t- a tweet I saw, which is like, it's funny that Kenneth Branagh did, like, b- between the, um, you know, the movie. Well, did, did you see what year was Belfast? Oh, nuts. Hold on, let me pull it up. But the joke was basically, like, it's funny that Kenneth Branagh does, uh, did, did, did like, a person, that, that he did this, like, deeply personal, you know. 2021. Yeah, it was. Okay, a couple of years ago. Like, semi-autobiographical, like biopic thing right about like you know this kind of important thing in his in his real life that he directed and and is maybe based on his life and stuff he's in it too right did he star in it or i don't know i don't know if he did um but it's funny that that is his his one for them and these <laughs> the silly poirot detective movies are are the ones for him yeah the ones stuff fun ones he likes to do for himself which is probably a, a bit exactly an over exaggeration but i did think it was funny yeah it definitely is uh, so, so he's like enough of that enough of this oscar bait let gonna, me let me be Poirot again, please. Give me the next Agatha Christie. Give me novel. the mustache. I want it. Uh, so in this one, he's in obviously in Venice, and he meets up with uh, Tina Fey, who I don't know her character's name. I don't either. Um, she is, I think, also a detective of some former fashion. Yeah, it seems to be some kind of colleague she, of his. Yeah, and she's like, I can't figure out this case. I need you're the second smartest person I know, Poirot. You're gonna help me. Uh, very funny banter. Uh, so they're both. She is investigating this medium played by Michelle Yeoh, who can apparently speak to the dead. And she's like, "I don't believe in psychics, so I but I can't figure out like what her trick is, like what the thing is. So I need you to help me do this for whatever." Reason. It's not really explained why she wants to prove the psychic wrong, but for some reason she wants to. Tina Fey's character mm-hmm. that is. So they go to this medium session where she talks to this woman's talks to this woman's daughter through the afterlife or whatever. Uh, and someone dies through, like, you know, it's a Poirot novel, through some happenstance, and he, like, locks everybody in there. He's like, I got to figure out who's getting killed and how this happened. And throughout it, it's more supernatural because there's, like, ghosts, or are there ghosts? And it's a whole, like, the man of, like, logic and science having to, like, maybe come to terms with the fact that the supernatural are not so supernatural, more natural than he wants to admit. Uh, so it's got more of a horror angle. Then it I seems like that. I did, mean, then it did in uh, Death and Nile. Death and Nile had definitely had a more thriller suspense angle. I mean, of yeah, there's like it's like a whole more murder mystery scariness, but like, yeah, yeah, not really. Not like I mean, Conjuring type stuff. Yeah, here's the thing that that could be. You know, trailers can be very deceiving in that kind of way. Like this could be overplayed for the trailer, mm-hmm. the, the horror spooky aspect of it, and then you get to the actual movie and it's more so like the other ones. But it, it definitely has that vibe from the from the trailer, which is cool. We're not big horror guys generally, but I was like, no. this is interesting, you know, at least it's like a different kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I've seen people saying that like people are, you know, people who aren't really familiar don't realize this is like in the series are like, oh, look at this horror movie with Michelle Yeoh or whatever. That's kind of funny because it yeah. is like a, yeah, so different from the other ones in the series so far. And that's, that's always cool. Again, it's like he's doing something different. He's, he's doing a bit of a pivot here, you know, and that's fun. Yeah. It's always, it's always good to mix it up a little bit to keep it fresh. Uh, definitely doing the same kind of mildly thrilling murder stuff can get kind of old if you do it too many times. Yeah. And this is, of, you know, very much going to be another one, right? Mm-hmm. Of like... Big group of people. And then he's like, it. actually, it was here Here was the truth of it the whole time. Are ghosts real? Probably not. I'm going to blow this case wide open. I'm going to do a big monologue and show actually what it worked in like a flashback. You can't, I mean, never gets old when he does that. He does it, Benoit Blanc does it. Can't, can't get old. Um, so... What I liked about this movie, I like the Tina Fey's in it and Michelle Yeoh. I think that's cool. Yeah, so I said, that, that's what I said. It's just like, I just like that these movies all have like an ensemble where you're just like, hey, look, it's that guy. It's that guy. Yeah. This was probably the least Point. star-studded thus far of the of the three, but still cool. The yeah. kid from, uh, he was in The Path on Hulu, and then he was in, what's it called? I'm not familiar with The Path. No, I know. 
Oh, incredible. The musical. Uh, West Side Story. Oh. He's one of the little gang kids in West Side Story. Oh, good for him. Very you didn't nice. recognize this kid? No, really. Which one? The one in the glasses? No, not the one in the glasses. That kid is in Belfast, apparently. And so is the other guy who's his dad, maybe? Uh, so I should point him out when we see him. But, yeah, man. Again, I mean, it, from the trailer, it certainly seems to suggest a little more spookiness. But, I, I mean, ultimately, I don't think it is anything supernatural going on, right? That's the whole point. Yeah, that it's... I would assume is that he's like, let's use our logic. You've all been deceived. It was never horror. Exactly. It's just a person who's doing murder. It was a man. This guy. Um, that's, but yeah, it's still fun. I hope no one shows up to this and it's like, what? It was just a person the whole time? This game. Who did he play? Who did he play where? What's that story? I told you, one of the gang kids. Oh, just one of the gang kids? I didn't know if he had an... I just said that. Well, I don't know if he had it. I think he just said one of the gang I, kids. I'm sure he has a name. I don't know it off the top of my head. All right. Uh, but yeah. Do you get any um any trash for this one? Any trailer uh-huh. trash and you feel the need to... Uh, it's in Italy. And the Italians... Oh, yeah, Venice, Italy. I'm thinking the right place, right? Yeah. Italians, too much pride in themselves. <laughs> don't care for it. That's my only trash. Got any? No, I don't think so. Perfect. I think we're going to the second trailer then, uh, which is The Continental, it's just called. And this guy says, why, why, why? Why does someone who clearly hates Hercule Poirot keep to ke- get to keep making these piss poor Poirot movies? Kenneth Branagh, you've got Stockholm Syndrome for your own ego, sir. None of that even really makes sense. So that's a lot of just like random bullshit he threw into a tweet. Stockholm Syndrome from your own ego. That's not. That's kind of weird. To me. Why Why do people feel so strongly about these? I didn't know people felt so strongly. See, that's so funny. And then there's this guy who says, why did Kenneth Branagh not win at least eight Oscars as Poirot? <laughs> it's really, the, that's the, the duality of man right there, big guy. Yeah. I still can't get over Stockholm Syndrome to your to his own ego. That's certainly a... Well, yeah, you can't. That's insane. That's not how any of that works, as far that's as insane. I understand yeah. it. That's insane. I don't know. Yeah, I think these movies are fine. I don't know why. I, I th- and a lot of people are like, I don't think he's good for Poro. I don't know what that means. I mean, I've never sat through and read all the books, so maybe... I think we talked about it when we saw Death on the Nile. People, some people prefer him to be more whimsical or less... I don't know. People think he's too silly in these ones. I can't remember. Yeah, it's one or the other. But also, I think a lot of people's opinions on that are colored by that HB or not HBO, that BBC show they did, mm-hmm. where they did all the novels, right? They did, yeah, like every single story. It took them like twenty years or something, but they did. Whether it, I think a lot of them are like feature length almost episodes where they would do a novel and then there's like the short story. Like they covered every Poirot story that she ever wrote in in screen, which is cool and all. But like you know, I feel like people probably have a certain. You know, they imagine him a certain kind of way as a result of that, and then it's all things where no one could ever really probably replicate that. Yeah, so absolutely. I don't know. I think it's fun, and again, he he enjoys it. So see, the Kenneth Branagh's abomination of a Poirot mustache never fails to boil my blood. It's a mustache. Oh, I don't know what what could be so bad about a mustache. Yeah, right. They only grow so many ways. Again, because it doesn't look like the other guys. Because what is it? Is it doesn't it look like the description in the books are we bothered by? People are very picky with this that. This person says Kenneth Branagh's Poirot films are a supervillain origin story. If if these, you gotta get a. I mean, I guess your life's pretty good if this is the origin story of your supervillain arc. Let's make thank you. Yeah, man, people really don't. I I'm surprised. I would not think there'd be so much animosity towards the goofy detective novels by Agatha Christie. This Christian. person says they went to see Oppenheimer and fell asleep halfway through. It shouldn't be a criticism of Oppenheimer, but it's more of a factor of cocktails, a comfy couch, and. Cillian Murphy, Kelly Murphy's soothing voice, no notes on the film, our only negative criticisms were that A, blah, 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 uh, B, the preview for the new Bran on Poirot made us absolutely seethe with fury. With fury? I don't get it. I, I don't know why these movies... Because such a visceral reaction yeah, from the public. Yeah, inspire such uh, strong opinions. I think this is fascinating. It seems almost unwarranted, truthfully. I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm just trying to... Oh, yeah, see, this person says, sorry, as great as an actor as Kenneth Branagh is, there's only one Poro. If it's not David Suchet, it's not Poro for me. I mean, that's not really fair then, right? Yeah. Just being like, I like the different guy better. So this guy, Kenneth Branagh could never do anything to make me like the thing that he did. So why even watch him? Just don't watch him if you don't like him. Just don't tweet it, frankly. Oh, this person just says, Kenneth Branagh is the funniest filmmaker to me because his one for them movies are dog shit and his one for me movies are also dog shit. Man, I guess they're consistent. Because I hate everything he's done. I guess so, man. I don't get it. I don't this get is it a very either. fascinating phenomenon. For sure. Like I said, people feel, clearly feel very strongly about that BBC series, which is fine and all, but come on. Oh, yeah. Give it a rest there, eh? <laughs> Again, why? what is this like? This uh, intense animosity. Overzealous animosity, some could say. 
It's a bit just a bit far in some places, really. What a fascinating experience. Well, I'm sure we'll like it plenty plenty enough. We'll yeah, I think it. it'll be fun. Yeah, we'll see. All it. right. Then the other one is as you were uh, get uh, getting out there is for the Continental, which is a, a series for uh set or set in, I should say, the uh, John John, the John Quick universe. universe, which is cool. Um, it's about what's his name? The content. Uh, oh, uh, Winston. Winston, yeah, yeah, and his origin, basically. <laughs> You're gonna want to clear. What... Oh boy, it's the it's the Winston origin story that we've all been clamoring for, and about how he got to the you know, got to the continental and became the concierge or no, the well, manager. No, he's the manager. Karen is the concierge. Um, at first I was skeptical of this. Uh, one because it's a show that I feel like I've heard of since around John Wick. Literally, maybe before John Wick 2. Yeah. Like, literally, I feel like they've been working on this for, oh, I don't know, the better part of a decade now. Um, yeah. And I was like, well, why, what's taking so long? Is this going to be anything then? Um, and then just the very idea of a series, right? Like, I don't know, man. These movies are good. Obviously, we really like them. We talked about John Wick 4 just this year. But I was like, okay, we need to make a show out of this because I feel like that just cheapens it. I Listen, we've seen from, like, Marvels even and Star Wars lately that it really is a, a, a diminishing return sometimes. Yeah, it can be diminishing returns. It, it can be like a, you know, a, uh, I don't want to say dangerous. I don't know, my words are failing. But like um, a. Like an un, uncertain? Sure. At the very least, an uncertain kind of prospect to take these big cinematic things and then like, what if we just make them into TV shows? And, you know, obviously the, the thing that really can often happen is like, oh, this feels like a TV show, which as silly as that sounds, sometimes that's not really what you want is yeah. for your TV show to feel like that. And it cheapens the whole kind of thing. Especially but, when it's a big bombastic series yeah, that's yeah. like, you know, grand cinematic scale. That's only ever existed. On the big screen. You know, on the big screen. And now it's like, okay. And again, it's like, does this really need to exist? Is this really what anything? But upon learning that this is actually three-part event, only a limited series, that kind of brings me around because that's basically, I mean, that's basically a movie anyways, right? That's yeah. like an extra long movie. If it's like three... I mean, unless they're unless they're hour long, anyways, like three episodes is like potentially just the same length as a movie. Yeah, so about, about as long as a John Wick movie is. Yeah, I mean, if they're all forty five minutes, right? That's, oh yeah, that's like you know two two and a half ish, not even. So I think that's cool. I yeah. actually kind of was was brought around by this uh, revelation, and then like it does look neat. I mean, it's got the John Wick action. Uh, the other thing I was like, okay, is John Wick in the seventies really a thing? But I was like, I don't think the fighting and stuff is is really reliant too much in the John Wick movies on like super modern weapons, right? As yeah. long as you have guns, as long as you have like a pistol, you can like, yeah, like a kind good of turn around a yeah, corner a with. good semi-automatic pistol. Maybe maybe they don't have the the, the style down yet, you know. Mm. But I think more or less, it seems like they're gonna they're keeping with it. Yeah. So the the plot of this is that a young Winston is gallivanting around 1970s New York City, mm-hmm. and he's brought into the um, Continental. By the current manager, played by Mel Gibson. What do you think of that? Surprising. Does I he work? I feel like he. I feel like he fits. I fits like the he, role. I think he does. He definitely seems like that kind of. He's got that kind of uh, aura or acting style around him. Gruff kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, he has a brother. Winston does, and he's fucking up Mel Gibson's fucking up his shit. And he's like, Winston, you better go get your brother, or I'm gonna kill you both. Like real quick. You have like however much time, probably a day or something, knowing this. Mm-hmm. So we sent off to go get him. And he recruits a ragtag group to conquer the Continental, fuck it up somehow. That's how it seems. Yeah, to like take control, um, which will probably work and be like one of the weird assassin things. We're like, well, you killed them, but you did it in a really cool way, so we respect your strength. So you get we to, respect you. Yeah, so you get to do this. You broke the rules by doing war on Continental grounds, but you did a war, so that's kind of neat. I think you showed gumption. <laughs> you showed moxie, kid. You're hired. You're the new guy. We even see a young. Uh, Sharon in this, which feels like that's pushing it for like age white. Like, how old could he be? Yeah, but how old Lance Reddick was, or was when he? I don't think he was like sixty, right? So this yeah. is like almost fifty years ago, potentially mm-hmm. around fifty years ago. Whatever, good enough. He's there though. <laughs> yeah, this thing just fudge the ages a little bit. Yeah, I guess so. But this should be starting like the. I, this is the first, you know, ancillary material for the whole John Wick. Universe. Expanded universe here, right? We got the ballerina. And the ballerina is supposed to be a thing. I think that's like supposed to be relatively soon as well. Like Yeah, like next year, end of this year. Who knows though, because you know, like everything. But Yeah, nothing will ever come out ever again. And maybe? they they're maybe making a John Wick five, or is that just another John Wick movie as in 
another spinoff. It was kind of unclear. I yeah. I don't think I would care for them to do that personally. I liked the idea that he actually did die. Yeah. Or if it or either way, right? Either he's dead or he's not dead, but he gets to live. He gets to life. retire, right? Yeah. Either way, right? Like I get the idea that oh yes, it's it is ambiguous that he may have lived in the sense that like we don't see his body in his casket yeah. directly, kind of thing. I still think it's pretty much clear that he is dead. That's how I took it, but um. Even still, the idea would be, well, he gets to rest now, regardless, mm-hmm. either in death, death or in obscurity. So I don't, I don't want to bring him back to just be like, Andy's back. One more go. Yeah, I don't know. So, because how many more people could he kill? That's a thing. I mean, with the whole point of the last one was like, you can't kill everyone, John. Like that's never gonna be the way you you win. Yeah. But you know, we'll see. I'm sure they have all kind of plans. Mm. Uh-huh. It's next year, the ballerina. Ballerina. So, yeah. We got a year. Got like a month for it, or just June. Oh, it's literally a whole year from now. That's it. But that could be, you know, even further pushback. Yeah, that could be an out of date kind of thing. Hmm. Oh, that's right, because it takes it's between three and four, and and Keanu is going to be in it. So. Oh damn. Yeah. And Aramis is starring in that, right? That's when she's starring. Uh, last I knew. Yeah, it says so. Perfect. Fair enough. So it's going to have you know everybody, or at least a handful. Lance Reddick, Ian McShane. If that's if he already filmed, filmed all it, stuff. I guess. Yeah, due to his tragic passing. But again, this is. 2017, they've been working on this since. Jeez. Like, these people, they take forever with this shit, Jack. I don't know what they, what do they do? They just, I don't, I don't know, know, they must pause for months at a time. I don't know, because the, the John Wick series has been so successful, such like a sneaky hit, right? Yeah. Especially for like return on, on investment wise, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what they've been taking so long. It's like, that's like they're determined to wait until everyone's done giving a shit about John Wick. <laughs> Where they're like, all right, let's start it back up again. Like, you guys we, do care yet? You did the whole main sort of series here, and now you're like, you want to watch this spinoff about Young Winston? I guess. I guess if I have to. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing to do on Peacock, I guess. Yeah. Also, yeah, 2017 is when they were sort of working on it. They started developing the show in 2017. That's so fucking long ago. It's way too long ago. Figure it out, boys. Get it together. Uh, So, Trailer, tra- trailer Cash, I liked the big pit that they were beating the one guy up in. That was cool. Um, the Trailer Trash. A lot of, ye- a lot of muted yellow. Maybe a little too much. Yeah, it is like a... I said that, I was like, why does the inside of the continental look so like dingy? I mean, I guess it's like, look, it's the 70s. It was different. Everything's, 70s New York, everything's grimy and... Horrible and awful and full like, of smoke and rats. It's a bit... I mean, it's a, a bit over overdone. Exaggerated, yeah, for sure. I think the action looks like it should be sick. Oh, yeah, for sure. Exactly what we'd expect. Maybe so. Mel Gibson will get some action. There's some off-color things about certain groups of people. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Maybe that's why they got to get him. <laughs> This is the one wrong thing about the Italians, and they're like, that's it. We're getting you now. Yeah, the cast members were announced in 21, starting with Mel Gibson. He's the first one. I mean, you got to start with Mel. Young Winston, fuck out of here. Who cares who's playing him? As long as we have Mel. <laughs> I mean, he's probably the... I mean, you got to start with the, your big name, though. No, yeah. Or maybe hold him as a surprise. You kind of do one or the other. Don't put him in the middle of the billing. Um, yeah, yeah, it was retitled from the Continental, I guess, to Continental. From the world of John Wick, which is a bit of a mouthful, I right? Like, I mean, come on. I feel like the kind of works way better. I don't know how else you say it because uh, clearly they need to get the the John, John Wick, Wick name in there for recognition purposes. But come on, Contin- the Continental colon from the world of John Wick. That's a bit. Yeah, it's like you know, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. It's like we get it. Yeah, no one calls it a. No one does a second part because everyone just kind of knows. Uh, anything else to say about it? I don't know, man. It is on Peacock, so let's hope it. The qualities there, right? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, what was it that um that show with Natasha Leone? Oh yeah, that show's really Poker good. Face. That one, but was, that's not a big action. That's true. That one's so. more of a drama, comedy thing. So you never know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Only time will tell. That's true. I'll watch it. You'll you'll finally pay for Peacock, right? So we can watch the Continental, right? Sure, I'll pay for Peacock. Or, totally. I mean, go steal it from someone. Something. I don't know. I don't care. Out. Listen, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna continue to be an upright citizen, and then you figure out whatever. It is you do or don't have to do. Otherwise, I'm going to shame you relentlessly on this here show. So that's fine. If that you know, if that's any kind of motivator for you, then hey, you can shame me all you want on the show. If I met an episode, cut right out. <laughs> it's like it never even happened. I'll be like, but you'll remember. Right. You'll, but the world will forget. You'll carry it in your heart. I'll let it go. Slide around and like, why if I duck back? I'm in, I'll be invincible, like Mel Gibson taught me. <laughs> it's true. I mean, he didn't let, let anything phase him. Yeah, he's still trucking. He still made passion he, of the Christ to get get to get him back to get back against other groups of people. You, you know what they say, Jack. You can't keep a good man down. So and you, and and you especially can't keep Mel Gibson down. And if he's a good man, not saying other. I mean, way. have you seen The Patriot? No. 
And he's not even American. What's that about? He just loves it so much. He loves America. He's like, Mel Gibson? He's like Australian, dude. I didn't know that. I don't know a lot about Mel Gibson. You've seen the Always Sunny episode where in order to play, is he Murtaugh or is he? I think think so, right? I don't know. I've never seen Lethal Weapon. They're they're pretending to be him from Lethal Weapon. Right. And they're doing Australian accents to do so. What what did that indicate to you? I I don't remember that. Well, also, I thought it could be anything because they're idiots on Sunny and they don't really know things. Fair enough. So. That's fair enough, I guess. Good enough for like an American enough. That's what I'm saying. Okay, anything else to say about the continent? I think. I think. I'm done. Perfect. Haven't got a thing to say is what I think. Excellent news. So we can wrap it up right about here. As always, thanks so much for listening. So you can find us on any podcasting site or app that you use every single week on Mondays. Uh, if you want to contact us on our social media, you can do so on Twitter or X at Akatech Jazz. It's Akatech J-A-Z. We post links to the episodes on there. Uh, at gmail.com if you want to email us with any questions, comments, or concerns. Uh, on Instagram at the Podcast. And as always, our logo was done by friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble. Our intro was done by friend of the show, Celery Salt. You can always find him on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Uh, he's got some, uh, I think, new, mus- new EP or LP out this past week or week, two weeks ago. But he's got some new music out, so give that a listen. We'd really appreciate that. And as always, we wrote it. We produced it. We built all the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. And Godspeed.